Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We are talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. You know, it's it's just a, a group that's always took a pride, took a lot of pride in, in just being consistent and winning games and um, no, it's not a group that wants moral victories. This is, it's a winning business. Um, you know, we have high expectations as a group and we're not meeting them right now. And to a man, no one's, you know, feeling like for, sorry for ourselves. It's not a time to get frustrated or um, come unglued as a group. It's just, you know, you just keep fortune on, you have no choice. That was Robert Bertuzzo talking about the state of the blues right now. And we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and have our great friend, blues color analyst, Joey Vitelli joining us. Joey V, how are you doing this morning? Hey, Kerry, I'm doing awesome, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Michelle Smallman, Smallman is joining us from New York. She's in today filling in for Randy. Oh, look who it is. <laughs> Michelle, you missed me, huh? Oh, I did, Joey. I was like, I got to be on Friday so I could talk to my man, Joey V. How you been? Good, Michelle. How are you? How's the big, how's the big apple? How's, how's New York? It's good, Joey. Uh, as you know, uh, foodie's paradise out here. So I've been eating a lot. You would appreciate all the good meals I've been having. Oh my God! I can't even. I can't even fathom. Please do me a favor. In the next couple of weeks, and you got to report back to me. Dominic Ansel, he does that cronut over yes. there in, in Greenwich Village. Have you tried that yet? I have not, Joy, because every time I walk, I have a rule. I don't wait in line because I, I just am like, there's so many amazing things out there that why would I waste my time waiting in line? I could just try something else. Every time I walk by there, there is a line that's around the block. So I refuse to yeah. wait in it. So I, I'm just going to have to find a, a time to go super early and beat the crowd. It is worth the wait. I spend 35 minutes in line. It's, uh, it's obviously <laughs> the 27-layer donut. And he's the one that kind of, he put the copyright on it. So anyone who does like a croissant donut hybrid in the, in the world now, they have to call it like a layered donut or a croissant donut. They can't call it a Krona because he kind of got the copyright to that name. But it is definitely worth the wait. I, I definitely see okay. that. And then there's also another place called Bavon Bakery, which they have the best, I'm telling you, the best chocolate chip cookies in the world. I would walk 15 hours to get one of these chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Oh, wait, what is it called? I'm writing it down, Joey. Levon, L-E-V-A-I-N. You've had it. How awesome. How awesome. It is the single best cookie I've ever had, and I, I don't think you can properly describe how good it is until you have it. It's like the size of your your fist, and yes. it's crisp on the outside and very gooey on the inside and very thick. It's amazing. 
so the ladies who started that cookie, they were actually ultra marathon runners and they were running and doing the, the triathlons and all the swimming and running and biking carry. And then eventually they, they, they were burning so many calories. I mean, Carrie, you, you could attest to this probably during training sessions. They burn in so many calories that they needed something with like loads of calories. So these two girls who were just training together made these cookies on the side. And they, like you said, Michelle, they made them like the size of their fist simply to uh, incorporate more calories into their diet so they can kind of, you know, have the energy to keep moving forward. So what they did was they made them literally the size of a baseball and they just baked them. And when you make them that big in the size of a baseball, especially when you freeze them or you put them in the refrigerator, what happens? The outside gets really crispy. And as you bite into this cookie, it is like, it is like cookie dough on the inside. So it's this most amazing balance. And like, like I said, I would walk 13 blocks and wait in line for three hours to get one of those right now. (laughs) Okay, Joey, so maybe I should just pack some up and send them to the blues because I feel like those cookies could cure any ailment. Do you think that they could cure what's ailing the blues right now? Oh, man, listen, it would make us happier for a short term. That's for sure. I mean, like any good food, right? I mean, it's all about, you know, the temptation and the desire of the short term future. But, you know, I think that I think it could do them some good. Maybe the moms will have a a trick up their sleeves. You know, so mom's trips coming up (laughs) after this coming after this Boston, Philadelphia back to back. Then they come home for one. Then they head out to Vegas, Colorado, Chicago for uh, the annual mom's gift. And, and it's funny, whenever these players go on the road, and whether it be Calgary and maybe Braden Shen runs into a family or, you know, Ryan O'Reilly as they go to Toronto, whatever it is, it's funny how these players always come on the plane after the games and they have a big basket of cookies. And usually it's the moms that make these cookies, and they're always the best. But, you know, mom's trip's coming up, you know, the cookies and whatever it may be, something needs a shift. For the St. Louis Blues team, without question, without a doubt, it's been a it's been a tough six game stretch for this team. A team that started out, you know, so great with the three wins, uh, everything is looking great, and they just have slid and slid in a hurry, you know. And I think that you know we talked about in the post post game last night with Chris Gerber and, and Alex Ferrari. It, it's still a team to me in transition, uh, Michelle and Kerry, as you guys can see, a team that you have Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko and Ivan Barbashev, three core pieces of your team, all UFAs at the end of the season. You have to you have to wonder if, you know, Craig Berube and Doug Armstrong are just they're trying to see what they have with the younger guys in the future with the Thomases and the Kairos, uh, the Torpchenkos and and in company. So, with that being said, you know, the struggles, I guess they shouldn't be all that surprising when you have new guys taking on new roles, like Robert Thomas taking the majority of the faceoffs. He's the one playing 21 minutes while Ryan O'Reilly's playing the 16-17. So those roles have flipped. You know, you almost wonder, you know, at some point, does Craig Berube pivot away from using the new guys so much? Because once you keep falling into this hole, maybe it's too big where you can't claw out of it. Uh, but at the same time, you have to give these young guys uh, the reins and the freedom uh, to go out there and be creative and, and take this extra ice time because they are essentially the future. So he's in a tough spot. I, I can really feel for Craig Berube as he knows he has to use these young guys in a much higher capacity. But at the same time, when you get away from using your veterans as much, like the O'Reilly's and Shens and Tarasenko's, um, you find yourself losing some games, which is a tough spot to be in. Hey, Joey, we heard Robert Bertuzzo when we came back in. Um, I, I've been in those locker rooms where teams, where my team is struggling. I'm sure you have. What is that locker room like, and, and what are the thoughts amongst the guys when you're just struggling trying to find wins? It, it's a really tough feeling, Kerry. And, you know, it, it's like running in quicksand, right? Because the harder you work, the harder you fall. I mean, and right now, you look at this Blues team, and I know I'm not just trying to be optimistic about it, there are some good things I'm seeing, and the problems that we're seeing are correctable problems. And quite frankly, it's just been a weird bounce here and there. I mean, 
look, a, a puck goes off Nick Letty's shin pad in the L.A. game. Back door. I mean, that happens. It's an accident, right? Uh, Nick Letty last night, a puck goes off his skate after a great second chance by Josh Bailey behind the net. I mean, weird bounces like that. My point is, uh, the plays are being made. In some weird way, the Blues have just gotten really, really poor luck over a long stretch of time. You know, you can go back to that last night. I believe it was Nelson who ended up scoring on the back door. Back door but the New York Islanders had a 5-3 power play. Nico Mikula comes out of the penalty box. Ryan O'Reilly's got the puck on his stick. He sees Mikula for a breakaway. He makes the pass. Everything looks perfect, right? And then all of a sudden, Dobson you know, steps in front of the pass. He intercepts it, and Big Bang Bowman is in the back of your net. So, again, the intentions are there. Uh, it's just a matter of an inch here, an inch there, a bounce there, off a skate, whatever it is. Uh, there has been some uh, not-so-great luck uh, looking at this Blues team lately. And with that being said, to me, that's correctable, and that's just a matter of wavelength and how that bad luck can turn to good luck uh, very soon. This was a Blues team last year. I mean, you guys remember it. Uh, they could do no wrong. They would play a terrible 40 minutes, and at the end of the game, they'd have a good 10-minute 10, 10 stretch in the third period, and they ended up winning overtime. That's just how the bounces went last year for long stretches of the season. Now, right now, it's kind of the opposite. It seems like they're trying to they're trying to do the right things. They're having a good first period like they did last night. But then as soon as the second period comes, maybe one bounce goes into two and two and three, and all of a sudden they find themselves in a hole by these unfortunate bounces and unfortunate luck at times. So you hope that that luck can change at some point. I will say one thing. I mentioned it last night. It was the father's trip back in 2019 that sparked the 11-game win streak that ultimately uh, got him in a playoff spot and then ultimately won a Stanley Cup. So I think that hopefully with this mom's trip coming up next week as they go to Colorado and Chicago, maybe that's just what the doctor ordered. I like that thought process, Joey. Okay, well, what are some of the things that you've seen from this team that you like that you want them to exploit more of in the game versus the Bruins? Well, the Bruins are going to be it's going to be a tough matchup. Obviously, they're the hottest team in the NHL right now, and, and under Jim Montgomery, the former assistant coach there for St. Louis, and, and it's, it's awesome to see Jim doing having so much success in Boston, even with some of their top guys uh, being out. I think you know the biggest thing that the Blues can do um, for themselves is is have more sustained offensive zone time. That's to me where this team is is really struggling as far as producing and finding pulling pucks out of their own net. You know, this was a team for so long, Michelle, as you remember under Craig Berube, this was a team that really prided themselves on spending time in the offensive zone. In fact, you go back to that game last night, even before Tarasenko scored, I think it was the third or fourth shift of the game, the fourth line was grinding away in the offensive zone. And then one by one, you saw uh, Torpchenko get off, and then Pitlick went off, and then on comes Tarasenko, and then on comes uh, Robert Thomas, and before you know it, they end up drawing a penalty, and then, of course, Tarasenko scores just moments later. But the crowd was on their feet because they saw offensive zone time sustained more than just 20, 30 seconds. I'm looking at a team right now uh, that is so spread out and, and, is, and is so individually talented, but with that, th- there seems to be a lack of heaviness on pucks and corners. You know, there was a play last night where Jordan Cairo, he, he was in the offensive zone, and it was Matthew Barzal who just came up, picks his pocket, and boom, they're out of the zone. There was another one uh, when Robert Thomas in the third period where he's behind the net, and he just gets stripped with no one around him, and there's two bodies on him. It's a tough play for Thomas, right? I mean, there's two guys outnumbering the one, but there's no one around them to help that support. When this Blues team's at their best, they have two guys on the puck and that third guy's tight in support. It's more like a swarm offense. You saw it so well last year with O'Reilly and Perron, and now it just seems to be everyone is just so spread out 
and they're getting outnumbered in the offensive zone, and it's so one and done. They get to the offensive zone, 10 seconds later, they're out of the offensive zone. So it kind of becomes this track meet where they go back and forth, back and forth. So instead of the, you know, the Tarasenko's and the Buchnevich's and the Thomas spending time there and finding the creativity in the back of the net, they're constantly in the zone. They're constantly trying to break it out of their own zone. So a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted energy. And to me, it's very correctable in the sense if they can just make a couple tweaks in the offensive zone, have closer support, have tighter support, and then within that support, you hold on to the puck and don't throw it away. And as you build upon that offensive zone time, you start wearing your opponent down and hopefully get the right changes you need and then start burying some pucks in the back of the net. So as, as, as bad as it's been and as much of bad luck we've seen, this thing can turn in a hurry the other way too. And it starts with one goal, turn Turns into one period, one period into one game, and what better opportunity for them? Like you mentioned, you're going up against the hottest team in the National Hockey League in their building, the Boston Bruins, to turn this thing around. Hey, Joey, last question for me. Uh, Monday was Halloween, so there are a lot of ghouls and goblins, a lot of scary things going on. There was something that happened to you on Monday that that seemed to scare you. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about it, Terry. I don't want to talk about it. I'm just getting over it. Just getting over it. Yeah, apparently, uh, listen, I'm going to find out who did it. I'm going to find out who did it. But uh, I have a thing with bugs. Any, any, any exoskeleton little creatures freak me out. Whenever you can step on something that makes a crunch, not, not a fan. So uh, Curbs knows this. Alex knows this. I had a little run-in with the praying mantis on a Columbus Blue Jackets flight earlier in the preseason. It came flying at me. This live thing was literally made eyes at me, and I'm pretty sure it said, let's get it on. And I, of course, I mentioned in the, in the BK and Ferrario show the other day, but as this thing was flying at me on the plane, I kind of used Anita, who's my, my co-host on the Jumbotron now. I threw her in front of it because, you know, obviously nothing can happen to the bread man. I'm, I'm irreplaceable, like I said. And, of course, you know, everyone gave me trouble for it. And Jordan Bennington, even after the flight, who says nothing ever, he's so quiet. He comes up to me, and goes, "Nice, Joe, real nice." And I was like, "Oh man, you're gonna give me, you're gonna give me the the gears now too." So that started the whole fear of bugs. Everyone, why well, the fear of bugs started when I was a young age, but now everyone's aware of it. And someone in the booth uh, found a four inch remote control cricket, stuck it under my iPad fan. And right in the middle of the call, there may have been an F-bomb or an S-bomb thrown around during the broadcast. But all in good fun. But don't you worry. I'm going to find him, Carrie. I'm going to get him. Hey, I might, I might need your help, Carrie. <laughs> I got you. I, I will definitely help you out. And, and we'll find the culprit and we'll take care of it. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks, Michelle. Hey, great hearing from you again, Carrie and Michelle. Uh, great hearing your voice as well. you got to give me the rundown on your favorites in New York. We're going there in December. And I'll be looking for some hot spots. Oh, I will I will uh, try to go to the game, Joey, but I'll have a whole list for you of places that you need to go. Sounds good. You two have a great day. Thanks, Joey. Talk to you next week. All right, bye-bye. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 
as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.